As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. Where does God live? If you ask most people that question, they point up. The idea is above us. That is certainly true because God is the highest and God's way is always higher than our ways. Uh, Simply put, we would usually say that God is in heaven uh, or that God is in our hearts. And while both of those answers are accurate, if you know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, Christ lives within and God certainly sits upon the throne of heaven, you actually cannot limit God to one certain place because God is everywhere at the same time. That's what the word omnipresent means. That's one of his attributes, you know. He is all present. He is everywhere present. Uh, God is, is constantly in every place beholding the evil and the good, the Bible says. And so you can't confine God to time, he's eternal. You can't confine God to space, he's everywhere. Uh, he is the infinite God. And that really is, is the ultimate revelation that Stephen's sermon in Acts chapter 7 brings us to. The fact that God is bigger and God is greater, uh, it, it enlarges our thinking about who God is. Remember Acts 7, the God of glory? And over the last several studies, we've walked through this amazing passage and identified so many things that the God of glory uh, did, and we looked at many of those things. And now we pick up our study in verse number 44. The Bible says, Our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness, as he had appointed, speaking unto Moses, that he should make it according to the fashion that he had seen. So he's referring here to the tabernacle. Remember the Old Testament tabernacle, the tent of meeting? Uh, The children of Israel in the wilderness for 40 years would move it around with them from place to place. It had the place of preeminence because it was symbolic of the presence of God among them. And God's glory would come down upon that tabernacle. And that's where the people would meet with God and God would meet with the people. What a wonderful reminder that God always wants to be near us and wants us to be near him. Then in verse 45, it says, "...which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus." into the possession of the Gentiles whom God drave out before the face of our fathers under the days of David. Now, this Jesus is the Old Testament Joshua. Same name, uh, different person than, than we say Jesus, what we are thinking. And so there's a, there's a progression here. In verse 44, Moses had the tabernacle. In verse 45, Joshua brought that tabernacle into the land of Canaan. So uh, God was with them in the wilderness. Now God is with them in Canaan. Uh, The Bible says uh, that God drave out all the enemies unto the days of David. So now we've got King David. And so uh, from Moses to Joshua to David, there was the tabernacle. God's dwelling place, with the people at least, was with that tabernacle. Then the Bible says in verse 46, David, who found favor before God and desired to find a tabernacle for the God of Jacob, but Solomon built him a house. So what was David's desire? David's desire was 
uh, that God's dwelling place among the children of Israel would not be a tent. It would be a fixed building, a place that was the most beautiful dwelling place, uh, better than the king's palace. And we know, of course, from history, God did not allow David to build that house, but he let Solomon build it. And so now we move from the tabernacle to the temple. Where does God dwell? Well, the Jews would have said, well, in the wilderness, he, he dwelt in the tabernacle. And uh, from the time of Solomon forward, he dwelled, dwelt in the temple. But now listen to verse number 48. Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet, heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house will you build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all these things? You see, they had reduced their religion to a building, to, to some physical place, some geographical location. They were trying to confine God uh, to, to their system and their ideas. And Stephen is reminding them of what the prophet said from the very beginning, and that is God is greater than all of that. God can come down and reveal himself in any place he so chooses to, but the reality is God is in every place because God is greater. God is higher than all. In fact, the Old Testament prophet Isaiah wrote, uh, it's the only verse in Scripture, by the way, that has the word eternity in it, that the Lord inhabiteth eternity. How big is God? He's so big that he fills up eternity. You know, the largest private residence in North America, the Biltmore Estate, is massive. If you've ever been through that amazing uh, piece of architecture there, the mountains of North Carolina, you know what I'm talking about. I remember walking through it years ago and thinking, my soul, how did somebody build this? And, of course, my wife was thinking, how does someone clean this? But that's nothing. It's minuscule in comparison to our God's house. Our God's house is eternity. He fills up it all. And then he brings the whole message full circle back to the hearers. Verse 51, Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one, of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. I'm going to tell you, I've heard some hard sermons in my time. I don't know if I've ever heard anything any stronger, any bolder, than what Stephen said to these religious people. He called them stiff-necked. You're stubborn. You're rebels. He called them uncircumcised. Now, they prided themselves in, in observing the rite of circumcision. He said, no, no, you're uncircumcised in your heart and in your ears on the inside. You're resisting the Holy Spirit. He said, your fathers killed uh, our forefathers. Your fathers killed the prophets. Your fathers wanted to kill Moses. Your fathers wanted to kill anybody that told them the truth. And he said, now you have killed the Son of God. In fact, in verse number 52, here's the name for the Lord Jesus, the title. He's referred to here as the Just One. If you're looking at your Bible, Just One is capitalized. This is deity. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he was put to death. He was betrayed. He was murdered. He really, really presses them in verse 53. He said, you received the law by the disposition of angels. He said, think, heaven sent this message to you, and you've not kept it. Here's the point. 
Where does God live? They wanted to say, oh, he lived at the tabernacle, or now he lives at the temple. And the preacher's saying to them, no, no, he wants to live in you. He wants to live in your heart, but you've rejected him. You've closed the door on him. They stand looking at the temple full of pride for for all of the material things, but missing the spiritual reality. I wonder, do you hear God's message to you in this sermon? Is it possible that though we believe that God is and God is everywhere and God fills up heaven and fills up eternity, though we believe all the right things about him, that we've missed the point that God wants to be near us. That's why he had them build a tabernacle. That's why he had a temple. He wanted to be with his people. New Testament Christians, the Bible teaches we are the temple of the Holy Ghost of God, which you have of him. He lives inside of you. Friend, I tell you on the authority of the word of God today that God is everywhere. He fills up eternity, but he wants to live in your heart. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through his Holy Spirit, drawing people to himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts. Acts.